It is just around the corner. We can almost taste it. Fall is close approaching, and you know what that means. There are new opportunities ahead. It's a new era for Northwestern Athletics. We cannot wait to get rolling. Ryan Mitchell alongside David Peterson. David, how are you? How has your summer been? Let's go. Well, the summer just got a lot better because now we are starting this brand new podcast focusing on UNW athletics. We have student athletes showing back up on campus here. It's getting a little bit cooler. Maybe not today. It's about 85 degrees, but it's starting to feel a little more like fall. Let's uh, start getting this school year uh, started back up here, Ryan. Yeah, we're ready to flip the page, right? Who needs any more 80s or 90s? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. We want to see the leaves turn basically tomorrow. I, we want the crisp fall air. No, we don't I, need to jump that far. Yeah, I, to be honest with you, that is my favorite kind of weather, which I know yeah. people, no one asked me what my favorite kind of weather was, but yeah. I feel like saying it anyways, and I describe it kind of as as football, soccer, playoff cross country, baseball. you know. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, playoff baseball at the collegiate level is, well, is about 95 correct. degrees too, correct. but yes. uh, yeah. So yeah, let's go, Ryan. You want to explain to the people a little bit what we're doing here? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the goal of this is to bring people closer to Northwestern athletics. And there are so many things I feel like that people may not know about our coaches, about our student athletes, about the reason behind why these athletes and coaches do their work. It's much more than just the game. That's one of the things I'm yep. excited about, David. We hear the term all the time, compete with purpose. How is that carried out for all of our athletic programs? Yeah, and, and then and every program does it differently. Yeah, absolutely. And then the different catchphrases for different programs. I mean, yep. we hear trail all the time for volleyball. You and yeah. I may have a good idea of it, but there's probably more we don't know. Somebody out there wondering, like, are they hiking on a trail? <laughs> is, That's is not a, it. A trail to the championship? Like, what exactly is going on here? So you'll have to wait and see and find out. And then, like, I mean, I think a woman's basketball, Avoda. Yeah, that's not is a that word. How to say it correctly? Yeah, avada. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, is that I a mean, word? What is that? I mean, these let's kinds find of out. things are thrown out all the time, but do people really know what they mean? I don't think so. And we're gonna figure these things out. And and also, there's so many student athletes here and coaches who have so many you know cool backstories and storylines. I mean, not to tease, but I mean, we have athletes that we're going to talk to this year who have come back from injuries, who have had different setbacks that they've had to come back through, um, you know, different journeys to Northwestern, you know, different philosophies, how they play the game, how they coach the game. So that's what this podcast is going to be all about. You know, there's a, a section of it, a portion of it that's going to be just you and me having fun talking about Northwestern yep. athletics, which I hope there's a lot of fans out there who will appreciate that. Um, you know, you and I are both pretty big Eagles super fans, and I think there's a lot of other people out there like us too. So people will enjoy that side of it. But I think what people will really enjoy is just hearing the different stories, the different backgrounds from the coaches, from the players, and just really diving into Northwestern athletics in a way that, dare I say, has never been done before. Yeah, I would say you're correct on that statement. And I mean, this, this, David, I mean, we're we're men of the people, if you will, if you want to put it that well, way. I'd, we want, I've never been described that way, but <laughs> go for it. We want to serve the listeners and the people who take time out of their day, out of their busy, important schedules to listen to us. And so we're going to find more ways in the future to get your feedback, to get your comments, what we should do, 
as you've mentioned, we have so many ideas that we're excited about exploring for this podcast. But I'm always a little nervous opening it up because I'm yeah. a little afraid of criticism. But uh, Well, any yeah. kind of feedback is good feedback. I live by that <laughs> motto. I don't ever, know if you do. I'm a little more fragile than you are, okay. so you take the okay. criticism a little better than I do. But, yeah, let's bring it in. We're going to open it up. We'll have fans reaching out to us in different ways. So just remember, this is our first podcast. I mean, yeah. this is... In our minds, this is going to go on all year. We're going to yeah. be covering Eagle Athletics all year, and hopefully more years after this year is too. Uh, hopefully this is going on for a long time. So this is the first one. So be patient with us. We're going to open up different avenues, different aspects of this podcast, you know, in terms of fan involvement and listener involvement. Yep. So the two the best, best words. The best is yet to come. Yep. Exactly. The two best words in showbiz. Stay tuned. Absolutely. We're just walking down the tarmac. We have not got in our seats yet. And we're not yeah. totally ready for takeoff, but we're getting to that point. And Ryan, can I say, I hope everybody has their tray tables in the upright and lock positions Yeah, because it's time to fly Absolutely. with this podcast. Yeah. Let's take off the yeah. runway. Yeah, let's, let's go. fly. Why don't, you be, why don't you tell us a little bit, David, about kind of what Northwestern Athletics is I, I would love about. to. So we, we've talked about, I mean, this podcast is going to be about the present of Northwestern Athletics and the future, but... Before you know where we are right now and where we are going in the future, you know, it's important to understand the past. You got to know where these athletic programs have been. So, Ryan, I'm just going to give you a little oral history, if yeah. you may, of Northwestern Athletics here. So, real quick, Ryan, do you know how many varsity sports the University wow. of Northwestern has? Oh, no. You're going to expose me. Stumping you here. right away. You're going to expose me. I You're the voice say... of the Eagles. How many sports do you call? Three, well, two, one. Well, Let's okay, hear it. but Come that on. that number does not match how many varsity sports we have. True. I would love to call golf. I would love Jim to Nance. call tennis. The, Jim Nance. I would love Hello, to friends. get out on the cross country expeditions and like somehow a, get, get you like a four wheeler. <laughs> uh, what are we gonna do we, there? We could explore that, but there's. I more don't want to do that because I know if we were to call cross country, the way it would go is I would probably have to pedal a bike <laughs> with you, like. <laughs> I tandem on the back, like calling that it. That would be so. I else. feel like this is going to be more work for me. So I, I, until we get some sort of like Goodyear Northwestern blimp, Ooh, where you can call cross country from the air, I'm a little nervous about that because I feel like that's going to be something physical I'm going to have to do. So but, all that so being said, make I, a guess. I'm thinking near 20. I'm going to go with 21. I have 18. Why okay. don't you fact check that for me while okay. I'm talking? But I have 18. Yep, I can fact. 18 for that. So where did it all get started? Unfortunately, the very start of Northwestern Athletics, we don't really have a clear answer to that. We don't have a set year. What was the first ever Northwestern Athletics team to start? It's hard to know. We do know the first program to compete collegiately for the University of Northwestern. It was not called the University of Northwestern back then. No. But Northwestern's first, excuse me, first athletic program was men's basketball. There you go. So again, we That's didn't really close to your heart. It is. We didn't really talk too much about ourselves, Ryan, but you were the voice of the Eagles. You announce every game. Um play by play guy, the absolute best in the business. As somebody who is one of your quote unquote supervisors, I can tell you <laughs> that we have gotten more I say supervisor, not boss, because we all know I can't really tell you what to do. But well, we have I, gotten I try to more to what you say, though. Yeah. compliments on you than anybody I've ever heard. So absolutely fantastic play-by-play -play guy for the Eagles. It's a privilege to do it. 
for myself, I'm not going to compliment myself as much as I just complimented you because that's not possible. You're great at what you do. But Very versatile. I'm the assistant sports information director here. Um, so a lot of websites, social media, those types of things. And the other part of what I do and what I kind of started here is an assistant men's basketball coach. So this will be my, ooh, let's think, seventh year. For, yeah, seventh year on the staff, ninth year of coaching college basketball. Yeah. I did two years at a different school that we're actually playing this year, so that'd be fun. But you were always going to come back here. Yeah. I, I, you, you took know, a little detour, it, it was, but you were always going to circle back it around. It kind of had LeBron and <laughs> Cleveland vibes. Like, I was going to come back. Wait, we wait, all kind of knew that. That's not good, though. Because what does that mean for the future? He left Cleveland again. <laughs> well, okay. I, I don't want that to be the headline. DP announces he's leaving and you know, opening up sort of the podcast. So let's not say that. But anyways, long story short, you're the play-by-play guy. I work in Northwestern sports information and coaching men's basketball. So that's kind of our backgrounds. We should say that so people kind of know who yes. are these two guys talking Thank to us. Yeah. But that's why you say men's basketball is close to my heart. It is. But all these programs are very near and dear to my heart. So men's basketball, all we have in our archives is that there was a men's basketball team in the, quote, early 50s, unquote. So for those of you who don't know Northwestern, Northwestern's not always been on this campus. Northwestern's bounced around. So Northwestern men's basketball precedes this beautiful campus on the shores of Lake Johanna that we all know for Northwestern right now. So men's basketball goes way back. So for nearly 20 years, men's basketball was the one athletic team that Northwestern had. Then the early 70s came along, and things really started to develop. 1972, do you want to take a guess what the next athletic program to be established was? Football. No, not football. Baseball. Great guess. Nope, another good guess. Wow. Okay, now you stumped me. Um, You you just picked two sports that were only played by men. You you need the other gender. What's a sport only played by women? Volleyball. At least at Northwestern. There are, are men's volleyball teams. But here at Northwestern, we only have women's volleyball. And it's volleyball, 1972. So, Ryan, great fun fact. What can you, if you connect the dots here, they started in 1972. What year are we in? 2022. Yeah, so what does that mean? 50 years. 50 years of wow. Northwestern volleyball. How about that? Do we have a 50th? anniversary celebration for one of the games this year in the Erickson Center? Or that's in the well, works? It, it may be in the works <laughs> okay, because good. when that was discovered was yesterday when I planned this podcast <laughs> and started to do it. So this podcast is already paying for itself. We've already developed some epic storylines because there of this podcast. Go. And guess what, Ryan? I'm not done there. So volleyball, 1972. Hopefully everyone is excited about this as I am. So this is getting me fired up. Yeah. 1972, volleyball comes to Northwestern. 50 years this year, 1973 was a huge year for Northwestern. The next year, because football and women's basketball were established in 1973. So women's basketball, they started playing in January of 1973, which Mm. means this upcoming year, 22-23, women's basketball is in their 50th year. So how about that? So we might need another 50th celebration. Now football, fall of 1973, which means the big 4-9. This year, not quite as dramatic as the big five oh, yeah, yeah. but yeah. pretty exciting. So, how about that, Ryan? The early 70s, big for Northwestern. Now, 1973 also brings us a little controversy in our timeline okay. because, according to our archives, there was baseball played in 1973 at Northwestern, but there were no wins and losses recorded, they were not official games. So 
I made the controversial decision in this very official timeline going on our podcast. I am not going to credit baseball with their start in 73. That I will give them they unofficially started in 1973. I will get very soon to when they started. First, we moved to 1975 when we got men's cross country and men's track and field. So that program been around since, or those, excuse me, those two programs been around since 1975. So not quite 50 years, but coming up close. Yeah. Then 1976, there's baseball. We're out to the diamond officially. We're keeping scores. So three years of kind of unofficial baseball. 1976, we got a scoreboard. We're keeping score. Official records. We're good. We're off and running. Good. Deal. Um, and I know you probably are thinking Coach Dave Heap was probably the coach back then. <laughs> not quite that long ago. He took over in the 90s, not quite in 76. But it was on his radar. <laughs> he we was know probably thinking about it. <laughs> he was probably thinking about it in 76. All right, 70s, probably the biggest decade in Northwestern history in terms of starting sports, although the 90s will give that a run for its money as well. And, again, all this is just my research, so – if you were on a team yeah. in like the 60s, email in. Reach out. My email's on the website. Call me out. This is an unofficial timeline. But as I was saying, 1977, we had a male sport and a female sport. We stay out on the diamond for softball, 1977. So one year after baseball, here comes softball. 77 also brought us men's soccer. So we're out on the pitch playing. There we go. One uh, sport that we obviously know has a lot of history, so 1977. 78, let's keep this thing going. Northwestern starting sports in back-to-back years, actually four straight years. Now it's 78, 75, 76, 77, 78. What do we have? We have women's track and field, men's tennis, and men's golf. Although, a little controversy with men's golf and men's tennis because men's golf only got three seasons in. They go 1978, 1979, 1980, and then they took a decade-long pause. What? So when we get on our timeline, we will bring that back up. Men's tennis also took a pause. They went for five years, 78 to 83, then they took about a decade-long pause as well. So we don't know the stories on those. That might be a future episode. What happened in those decades? (laughs) Why were those sports discontinued? I'm sure people are just clamoring for that. People want a full-hour breakdown for what happened in the 1980s. Well, I like to assume that everybody is as invested in this timeline as I am. So I'm guessing we are going to have people who probably won't sleep very well tonight because they're going to be wondering, why did men's tennis and men's golf stop at Northwestern? The 80s, we did not have a lot of sports developed. We had one. 1982, here comes women's cross country running into the mix. See what I did there? I saw, I saw okay. what you did there. I, just, I don't have the rim shot in front of me, but yeah. I, I would have given it to Give you. me okay. some sort of like facial expression <laughs> next time so I know <laughs> I, you. <laughs> laugh, I was laugh, or, <laughs> laugh or something so I know. I'm listening. Thank you. 1982, women's cross country. Now, we don't have another sport added at Northwestern for a decade. 1992, men's golf. They're back. Let's go. I would say back in black, but back in purple. Um, Maybe they had an alternate polo that they wore. (laughs) Who knows? They might have. 1992, men's golf is back. 1994, men's tennis is back. Let's go. They tried to keep them down, but they couldn't. Yeah. They are back. I I don't know if they tried to keep them down. I shouldn't say (laughs) that because who knows what the stories and why those sports took that decade-long pause. 1996, so interesting t- uh, tidbit here, Ryan. Yep. We had men's soccer 
for just under 20 years before we had women's soccer, 1996. Here comes our first official record in our archives of a women's soccer team in Northwestern. Better late than never. Better late than never. So here come the ladies on the pitch. And I will say, just looking back at the archives, women's soccer, if you want to talk about immediate success, holy smokes, they were on it right from the get-go, winning championships in about their second, third, fourth year. So women's soccer, 1996, 98, here's women's tennis. There we go. Now they're playing. Now let's get into our more modern times here. We're now into 2006, this millennium. Yeah. 2006, here's women's golf. Coach Ani coaching the men's golf team, now is coaching the ladies' golf team. 2016, women's lacrosse. I was going to say, lacrosse is coming soon. 2017, men's lacrosse. And there's our 18. What will be the next one? I don't know. Do we got a, a pickleball team that's blowing up everywhere this summer? Yeah, I don't know about pickleball. I mean, <laughs> the the sports that as I look on other teams' websites and what sure. do what do other sports have here in Minnesota? The ones obvious, you know, hockey. Yep. I mean, Northwestern does not have an official varsity hockey team. The MIAC, the MIAC, does have some yep. hockey teams in their league. Yep. Um, and actually, Northland in the UMAC, they have a yep. hockey team. I don't know about some of the other UMAC schools. I know for a fact Northland has one. Again, this is a, North, this, this is a Northwestern Athletics podcast. <laughs> we don't really concern ourselves too much with all these other teams. Yep. So hockey is one. You know, looking at, like, Warburg, Warburg's got bowling. You know, bowling oh. is one. And you would think bowling could be a pretty, like, inexpensive sport to start. Yeah. You just got to get someone who – is pretty good bowling. Come yeah. coach. I mean, uh, BYOB, bring your own ball. Yeah. I mean, bring your own shoes. Yeah. I mean, I mean you, you shouldn't need too much gear. I mean, yeah. rent out uh, Flaherty Lanes. I up was going to give them a that's, shout out, but I was going to let you do that. That's so. our, that would be the home <laughs> lanes. Uh, it's hard to come into Flaherty Bowl and win as yeah. opposing teams. It's so, intimidating in there. Yeah, exactly. The lighting, yeah. So <laughs> that might be the another Northwestern sport. Um, I don't know. I think I would throw out more, but I won't. There's like trap shooting and stuff, I think. And swimming and diving, I think that's a big one, you know, that some teams have. Northwestern does not have swimming and diving. We're not getting into gaming anytime soon, are we? North Central down the road. I did. know they did. Uh, I'm so just North asking. Gaming, you would know, know that information. Yeah, I have not heard that thrown okay. out. Okay. Um, I'm definitely not going to coach it because <laughs> my my Me 2K, I my would 2K no and Madden game I is pretty no weak. Yep. So, uh I, I, okay, how does that even work? I mean, they just like play games against each other. Yeah, I'm the wrong guy to ask. It's no idea. Inter- it's very interesting <laughs> to me. Like, how does that work? They just play games against each other. We'll but yeah, them, that's man. our oral history of Northwestern athletics. I will applaud because you weren't doing it. So I will applaud great, for that oral history. Great job. You put in a ton of work into that. I did not expect that when we started this 15, 20 minutes ago. Yeah, my boss, uh, Dr. Hill, the athletic director, is going to be like, so that's what he did yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> he sat there at his desk all day looking up what year all yeah. the sports got started. I, now, I enjoyed it. I hope the people at home A couple did. extra things that I want to throw in there. 191 All-Americans, 10 national championships, all national Christian college, no NCAA national championships yet, yet but I yet. said yet. Yep. You, you added yet before I could even say it. Yet. Uh, 100 national tournament appearances, both NCAA, NAI, and NCCAA, which that is how I'm going to say the NCC. I'm not saying NCCA. That's hard okay. to say. I'm saying NCCAA. So just Rolls so you know my a little more, yeah. It does. 201. Get this, right. 201 
regular season and tournament championships. There we, we go. Crossed the 200 barrier this last year. Uh, Northwestern became an NCAA school in 2004. So Northwestern. Huge deal. For folks huge. who don't know, that is not easy to get to that stage. <clears throat> and the entire UMAC did it. So what people don't know, people think, oh, I kind of thought they started competing in 2010. Well, they did. They had to go through about a six-year purgatory, it's called, where Northwestern couldn't compete in uh, kind of postseason play oh. at, the, at the national level, um, the NCAA. So I, I do believe they were able to compete in some NCC stuff. Okay. Um, but until that 2010-2011 season, the Eagles were not able to compete in NCAA postseason. So it was yeah. a long purgatory. They made it through. Dr. Hill um, was – instrumental in getting the Eagles to that NCAA status. The Eagles, for a lot of people who don't know, also compete in the NCAA, which we've mentioned a couple times. That is the National Christian College Athletic Association. Um, a couple national championships there. Football teams won the Victory Bowl a few times. Men's basketball's won a couple championships. Wrestling, back in the 80s, they won a championship. There's another one to add to the list that could yeah. be in the future. I, the only reason I know that is the banners in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know anything else about our wrestling team. So if anyone wants to be our resident Northwestern wrestling program historian, please feel Pretty free to reach out to us. Yeah. Um, and then I think uh, track and field has a few national Christian college championships as well. NAIA until the Eagles went NCAA. But – NAIA is scholarship. You can offer scholarships. The Eagles didn't. So it was very impressive that Northwestern was able to compete as well as they did yeah. in the NAIA when they weren't giving scholarships. I mean, think about that. I mean, you would think a team competing against teams with scholarships but not giving themselves. I mean, you think like last place, right? But yeah. conference championships, national tournament appearances, success in the national tournament, very impressive what the Eagles in the early 2000s were able to do competing against NAIA teams without giving scholarships. So there you go. That's all I got. That's your oral history on the University of Northwestern Eagles Athletics. I applauded too early, so now I will do Thank it you. again. Great I work also, on I don't know why. That was a very bold strategy by me to demand applause <laughs> before I was finished. I, I don't know what that was. I forgot that on the backside of my paper I had some more notes. So a preemptive, premature applause. We will now be accepting applause now that the history is done. So, so I think thank now, you for that. Now that you've gone through this, I think you are going to have to be known on this podcast as the history guy. Whenever we have a question about how something this season plays into the overall record books for Northwestern, oh you're going to be the guy. That's I think right. you have put that on yourself with your performance today. Well, I wouldn't have done all that <laughs> if I knew that was going to be the reputation I was going to get. But thank you. So what's your niche going to be? Uh, we'll find it. Okay. We'll I'm, find I'm it. sure yeah, we'll, we'll find more than, more than enough <laughs> things to go back and forth. On. Yeah, we'll get there. So, yeah, the history. So, again, Ryan, like I said, you can't know where you are or where you're going until you know where you've been. Yeah. And that's where Northwestern Athletics have been. Very successful, long history. But, Ryan, dare I say, the future might even be brighter. I mean, we know some say of these. It. Don't dare to say it. We, say it. We've seen some of the athletes and the, and the talented coaches that this program has or that this department has, all these programs have. Yeah. I, I think the sky is the limit. Absolutely. Now, I'm very biased, obviously, <laughs> diehard Northwestern Eagles fan. But the sky is the limit Absolutely. on some of these programs. I would say on all these programs. Yes, I I wholeheartedly agree. We could go down the line and talk about all the youth across many teams, and we won't For do that sure. now, but we will talk about it throughout this fall. So just 
Just wait and see. We'll talk about that plenty. Are you ready to move on to the short recap we have from the fall season last year, 2021? I am ready. Let's okay. go. So, you want me to go first? Yes. We've you, prepared a little something. Yes, you go. We're each. It'll be nice and short because, again, we are going to talk a lot of fall sports here in the next couple We'll get weeks. into the X and O's. We don't, are going to get there. It. We're going to talk a little more about last year. We're going to talk a lot more about this upcoming year. Um, but we're just going to give you a little sneak peek, a little taste, as yep. we like to call it in the business, make you wanting more. You know, we're diabolical <laughs> that way. So, Ryan, we have each come up with our most impressive and our most surprising moment from fall athletics last year. What do you got for me, Ryan? What was your most impressive thing that you saw last fall from Eagle Athletics? Yeah, it was in it was an evening. Inside, in the fall. I'm sure it was gorgeous outside, but all I was concerned about is what was happening inside so, the Erickson so Center. So we, we, we talk a lot about how we love fall weather, and then Ryan's favorite moment from the fall is a night that he spent inside. That's, that's good I'm, to know. I'm sorry. I, I am not able to influence hey, what I, our athletes do. So. Ryan, I am, a, I am a basketball coach. You know that there is nothing more special to me yeah. than when that Erickson Center gets packed and loud and rowdy. I mean, I mean, it's one of the best venues. Again, I'm biased, yeah, but when that place gets loud and you got people standing around on the track, I mean, it's such an intimate experience. I mean, yes. it, it gets awesome. So please go ahead and, and tell us what your most uh, impressive moment was. I mean, a, a, just just real quick to hit on this around the clock, 12 months a year, folks. I don't know if there's anyone that cares more about the gym than you do. I mean, they could call you the lifeguard of the Erickson Center. <laughs> Anything happens in there, you are ready to jump on top you, of it right away and make something happen. You have you have been with me as we've walked by, and I'm like, who is that? What are they doing? Why, why, are they scrap? Are they scratching the floor? Are they? I will say, if you think I'm bad with that, you should see some of our head coaches. And I will not throw them under the bus, <coughs> Tim Girls, but <laughs> there there is a protectiveness about that gym floor. That definitely gets thrown around. Only have that. one of them. Exactly. Gotta take care of it. And I am sure, and I, I know this too, I know the outdoor coaches are very protective over their gorgeous facility they yeah. have outside the Reynolds Field Complex. Yep. So it's just, it's a coach's thing. I mean, yeah. that that facility, the field, the court, I mean, those are those are children, basically. You, you do not harm <laughs> you do not That's harm one those way children. to put it. Yes. Okay, so going back to what I was saying. Thank you for that little shot you got in. Yeah, well, I wasn't taking a shot at you. I hope that's a compliment that you're like the lifeguard. I will take it that way. So, going back, okay, it was a specific night in the fall that sticks out to me when you sent this to me and said, I'm going to need your most impressive moment of last fall. I go back to October the 5th, first Tuesday in October. So many things are going on, but all we cared about, David, as Northwestern Athletic supporters and all that so many people on this campus cared about that evening was the undefeated Warburg Knights marching into the Erickson Center for a tantalizing Tuesday tilt, a top-20 matchup. They'd been unbeaten throughout the whole year, but we're feeling pretty good about our Eagles. And like you said, it is ranked, right? Yeah, we were nationally ranked. Yeah, it was a top-20 matchup. I think they were maybe like 7 and we were 18 or something like that. Don't quote me on that. But we were both top-20. I know that. And we always love our chances when we're at home. It is tough for the opponents to come into the Erickson Center when you got a rocking crowd, a fan base that is ready to explode when their team gets it going, like you mentioned, and we talked about this a little earlier, David. Yes, unfortunately, if people are looking back and saying, whoa, 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 how's that the most impressive thing? They didn't win that night. No, they didn't win. 
Yeah, I give you most impressive. Northwestern <laughs> probably won about 150 games in the fall, and Ryan but, chooses a night that we that we did not win but, as his most impressive. But I get where you're coming I from. I mentioned all it's that just, about— it's, it's an interesting take. It is. It is. I'll give you that. I mentioned all that about Warburg because we knew it was going to be a tall test. We knew it was going to take the absolute best from Northwestern to even give themselves a shot against a really, really good opponent. And even when it felt like they took a couple strong right and left hooks, they go back into their corner, they get some coaching, they break the huddle again, and they throw some counter punches. And it was a great back-and-forth battle. for it, it felt like it was over two hours. I mean, it may have been near two hours. Not sure how long it was total. but For sure. It was an emotionally draining night in just, a good way. Just to be there. Yes, yeah. in a good way. And, again, I mean – Again, we, we say, you know, giving them a hard time, Northwestern didn't win. But they played incredible. Yeah. I mean, Warburg was legitimately a team that could make the Final Four, you know, one of the best teams in the country. Yeah. And we gave them all they could handle. I mean, Absolutely. it was a five-set classic. It well, was... and so do you remember what happened in the fourth set? You might have to remind me. So. Not a very good job as the historian. You're, you're, you're fine. She has since graduated but she will go down as one of the best to ever do it at Northwestern for Coach Wilmeth. Now do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, Sydney Schwitters. And that night, she eclipsed the oh, okay. 4K okay. mark yeah. for 4,000 yes. okay. total career assists. And so this unbelievable yeah. matchup is happening. Yep. Northwestern is trying to do anything they can to push it to a fifth set, which they did, by the way. But early in the fourth, she gets this monumental assist to hit the 4,000 mark something that only two other Eagles had ever done in program history. And it's like we had to stop for the moment, as we should, you know, to applaud her and that achievement that it's been. But she's just looking around like, okay, yeah, thank you very much. Like, can we can we wrap this up? We, we got to get back to this match that has been phenomenal, but we got more work to do. So throw that on top of already a fantastic match. Again, I know the Eagles lost, but that was the most impressive thing I saw and what sticks at the top of my mind from last fall. It was awesome. And I just to piggyback on that, Ryan, one of the – most impressive things I saw. Now, this isn't what I wrote down, but just going off what you said, what about like Northwestern's fan base this last year? Yeah, I mean, especially in, that night. Incredible. And you and I have been around a handful of years, and, and we've seen a lot of great crowds. That night and, and all season, for every sport, I have not seen a fan base like that. I mean, it was incredible. It was the gold outs for volleyball. I think uh, it was a gold out that night, actually. It was a gold out that night, which is what makes me think of it. Um, Football had incredible crowds. Even football was playing on a, man, like a middle of the week, like Wednesday night. It was snowing, and there's some people out there. I mean, it was incredible. Soccer had a lot of people. Um, I mean, it was – and then you obviously, you know, we're talking more about fall right now, but you get into the winter months. You think of women's basketball when – uh, Grace Landvik hit a big three yeah. to beat Bethany, yep. and it was a, I think it was maybe a blackout or something that night, and the crowd went nuts. And then men's basketball played the conference championship against Crown, biggest crowd I've ever seen in the Erickson Center. It was 3, another gold people. out. So for this coming yeah. year, when you're planning athletics events, if you make it a gold out in the Erickson Center, oh, it's going to be a good night. Exactly. Okay. So, so I, save save the gold out for the biggest. I just games. I got to give a shout out to UNW Nation, which is kind of what they branded themselves. You know, yep. I think. Coach Moore and then Coach Wilmoth and a lot of the other coaches, you know, kind of came up with that promotion, UNW Nation. It was fantastic. It was awesome. I mean, just for every sport, I would show up and I'd just be blown away by the amount of students there cheering for each other. Every sport was out there. I mean, every sport was represented in the crowd. Every sport had people in the crowd cheering for them. So it was it was fun to watch. I mean, just as kind of a, 
outsider. The yeah. chanting and the um, it's make- what college athletics should be. Yes, it and was. That's awesome. that's why you and I. I mean, we're not talking about basketball yeah. right now, but like those environments that get made are what make college sports the best in my opinion for sure that you do not get anywhere else yeah so my most impressive moment i just mentioned that i want to shout out the two conference championships we had in the fall yeah volleyball now again volleyball i mean they dynasty right i mean that's the only word that comes to it only I mean, umac yes yes it just absolute dynasty you know win all the time you know Super impressive what they've done. I mean, yep. you can't say enough about what they've it's done. It's not easy to be that dominant for that long. No. I mean, I, I would say winning anything back-to-back in sports is the hardest thing to do in sports yeah. because you get complacent. You get, that program has avoided complacency. They've kept raising the bar. Um, the players, the coaches, all of them deserve so much credit for what they've done. Very impressive. But on the other end of the spectrum – Equally as impressive was what Coach Ani and his women were able to do. Yeah, women the uh, winning, excuse me, the women's golf UMAC championship. Yes. and going to the national tournament for the first time ever, program history. Yeah, so we talk about how hard it is to defend your title. Man, it's hard to win it for the first time too. Yes. Women's golf got their first UMAC championship. It was awesome. They won every event they played in the regular season. Just equally as dominant and. The last day, I don't know if you followed it, but the last day of the UMAC Golf Championship. So you were working over there. We had other events here. So I, I was, was trying to from afar. I was there, and and it was a Northwestern sporting event that, unlike anything I've ever seen. I mean, the knots in my stomach. I don't know how those girls, like, I'm I'm just not like that. I mean, yeah. they, like, I clearly don't have, like, the ice in my veins. I mean, I had a knot in my stomach. I was sweating. I was like... I don't know if they're going to be able to pull this Especially off. Especially golf. It is just you. They, it's a mental they battle. They stayed cool, calm, and collected, and they just buried huge shots. And, and again, for those of you who don't know, I think Northwestern had either a 17- or 18-stroke lead going into the last day. Then Minnesota Morris, again, this happens in golf, caught fire and went on a tear that they had not done all season. And really, no fault of the Eagles. The Eagles played a solid day of golf. Yeah. But Morris just chased them down. And yeah. it, it was incredible what the Morris Cougars were able to do that day. Morris takes the lead. Now, Maddie Krause, the only Eagle still out on the course, had to hit some huge shots on 17 and 18 and pulled out the win for the Eagles by a single stroke to win their first ever UMAC championship. They just wanted to build the drama. David. It was, oh, man, they were they building the theater was, for you and just making everyone sit on the edge of their seat. It was incredible. It was unlike anything I've ever seen. So, Again, I, I just those as we talk about impressive, I mean every every fall sport did impressive things last year. I could tell you an impressive thing, men's and women's cross country, men's and women's soccer, volleyball, football, um my free uh, men's and women's golf. You know, yep. I, I yep. think those are all the fall sports. Yep. I could tell you something impressive that all those athletes did, all those coaches did. And we'll talk about all of them. And we will. Folks. We will hit them all. But those two championships, just the, the opposite ends of the spectrum, the team that has won it time and time and time and time Staying and time Staying on top again. of the mountain and finally scaling to the, the top. And then the team who got to the top. Great yeah. poetic way of saying it. So thank you. Yeah. That's kind of your that's kind of your role. I, I try okay. to say things, and you come up with like <laughs> – the cool, poetic, okay. dramatic way I'll to say I'll do my it. best. You, you paint with words. What was the biggest, most surprising thing you saw last fall? You want to go first this time, sir? I can't. Okay. I, man, it was it was a freshman like explosion. Yeah. I, I mean, in the fall and really throughout all the winter and spring sports as well, you know, you talk about just freshmen on the football team 
who came up were all conference players. We'll talk a little bit more about some of those guys um, specifically going forward. Volleyball, I mean, what those freshmen were able to do, one yep. freshman in particular, obviously, yep. that we'll talk a lot about, you know, Abby Glanzer, what she did, um, National Freshman of the Year. Women's soccer had freshmen out there playing really well. Yep. Men's soccer was starting a ton of them. I mean, yep. five, six freshmen out there scoring goals, making a bunch of plays, uh, really good defenders. Um, the men's and women's cross country sticks out to me. What they were able to do, um, they had runners running for the first time. It just felt like the freshmen for men's and women's cross country, it was first race PR. Well, obviously, they're freshmen. How can it not be a PR? <laughs> but then the next race, another PR. Next yeah. race, another. I never felt like there was a time when I would look at the scores that these freshmen would like go back. It was yep. always just an uphill climb. Changing getting better the best. and better yep. and better. Yes, thank you, PJ Fleck. Changing, <laughs> changing your best. Uh, so, I mean, that was impressive. Men's and women's golf had freshmen out there. Women's golf, I mean, you look at um, what those freshmen were able to do. You know, Claire Hawkinson, her first ever golf meet she competes in, she wins. I mean, and, and wins, you know, NCCA um, Golfer of the Week. So, yeah. I mean, just incredible. I'm trying to think if, you know, I think that's all the fall sports again, well, too. And this is only going to help for this season, David. For I sure. I mean, that experience last year, we're going to see it pay dividends this fall and throughout the yeah. future. And that's why so many coaches – on the other side of campus, are so pumped to get going this fall. Yeah, and again, I put that as my most surprising because, again, you always hear, like, these freshmen are coming in, these freshmen are coming in. College sports are hard, man. It's an adjustment. Really hard. I mean, you don't see a lot of freshmen able to come in and make an impact like that. So as I'm sitting there last fall, I'm like, man, this freshman did this, and this freshman did that, and this freshman dominated, this freshman won this, this freshman was player of the week. I'm like, this is incredible. And yeah. again, that goes back to the coaches who are recruiting, bringing these kids Absolutely. in. Absolutely. But then, man, it's the players. It just the preparation that they. And again, fall is an interesting thing because winter and spring have the advantages of hey, we're back on campus. My coach is telling me I got to be in the weight room. Yep. My coach is telling me that fall is summer's over. Boom, you're back. Yep. So if you are not disciplined and getting the work in yourself in the summer, especially as a freshman coming in. You're gonna struggle in the it's fall season. Show. Yeah. But these freshmen, and again, I'm not just trying to say that just the freshmen did it. I mean, all these fall athletes, the way they're able to come in and hit the ground running shows me, man, you were grinding in the summer. You were working really, really hard. So again, that was just surprising, impressive. Um, you know, whatever adjective you want to use, those things really blew me away. So you know me, David. I love to uh I do know you. If I didn't know you, it'd be a little <laughs> weird that uh we were doing a podcast together, but I do know you. I like to go to another date as I'm pulling up my calendar here, and I want to make sure that it is uh, the correct date. It was Saturday, the 23rd of October, another gorgeous fall day. And this time, you'll be happy. The moment happened outside. We talk about the fall weather. This time, it happened outside. What day did you say? November, you said? October. October. Okay. 23rd. I do love November, though. Yeah, November's great. November starts to get a little cold. It can snow. Early November, though. It can snow a little bit. Early November? We got championship week. I like early November. I am a sucker for what you just said, like October 20, I mean, late October, oh, 50s, 60s, sun yeah. shining. Let's go. Let's yes. get outside. So that it was one of those days when football was hosting the Westminster Blue Jays, and it was a big contest for Coach Moore's club. We knew they needed to find a way to get some points on the board. Offense is starting to gain a little bit of traction as the season wears on. Defense is making plays. You and I were doing this game together in the booth. I don't know if you remember it. I hope you do. I 
come on, how old do you think I am? Eighty-five? Like, oh, I don't remember last fall. Yes, so, I remember. As I mentioned, we're we're watching the offense and what they're doing there, and what Coach Boomer's dialing up, and how the defense is making plays and turning the ball back over to the offense. Meanwhile, special teams is over here shrugging in the corner, like, "Hello, I'm here. <laughs> I want to make a difference." Three faces, baby. Three faces. Two scoops and scores Incredible. in one game, folks. If you don't know what a scoop and score is. The opposing team is lining up for a punt. You're going to try to go block that thing. You get through the line. You get a hand, a knee, a head, a shoulder, whatever on the football. <laughs> so any, that <laughs> Any type of body part on the football. Exactly. It does not matter. You do what you can, and then you got to scoop it. And you got to get that thing into the pay dirt. You got to score. So it's not – so a scoop and score, you can't just scoop it. Yeah, well, score. You're scoring. I think you're alluding to if you like fall on it in the end zone, if they're punting from the end zone. I just am really enjoying this breakdown of what a scoop and score is. I just I, wanted to keep breaking it down. I love terms that roll off the tongue in sports and when a play happens and when you can say something like that. Yeah, scoop and score a, is like top you said five a or top ten. crazy one earlier about Tuesday. It was like a – Something too. It was like tantalizing a, Tuesday, tantalizing tilt. Tuesday tilt, yeah, and I was I, like, okay, yeah. he's breaking out the alliteration, make me yeah. look bad here. Well, I'm not. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just trying to heighten the moment. Is all I'm trying to do. So that was the most surprising thing I saw. We rarely see it. Period, David. Okay, a scoop and score. It's hard to do. Okay, it's mostly hard, the man. punt gets off and it's a fair catch or Bo Burke dances a little bit and gets a 12 yard gain and it's like, all right, offense on the field and it's like ho hum. Like we kind of see that a lot. Bo Burke's standing back there and he's like, I want to make a play. And special teams is like, hey, the ball ain't getting to you. I mean, we're going to make a play ourselves, and we're going to go score this thing. <laughs> so you think they did it as like a diss to Bo Burke? Well, well, I should you, say you, that. Okay. You I think they were like, that. guys, we can't let Bo touch the ball here. I yeah. mean, he was UMAC. Uh, I mean, he's one of the best he returns had a pretty, in UMAC. He had a pretty good game that day, too. So I don't think oh, he yeah, was bitter. Fantastic he was bitter at the rest of the guys. But I think Gavin Bowser had the first one, I want to say, and then Damon Clapper Damon had Clapper. the second one. And, yeah, that was the most surprising thing that stuck out to me from last fall. That was surprising, yeah. And and the other surprising part of that is that you and I were on the call together. You chose one that I was on the call with you. Yeah. So it was, that's, it was a good so Saturday. So that's surprising. It was, it was a fun day. I do. It's funny you bring up the weather because I do remember that. And, and, man, I just think of, like, September 3rd, the Eagles are opening up against Augsburg. Yeah. The soccer teams are starting to open. You know, women's soccer's on the road against Bethel. Men's soccer, I don't want to miss quite. I don't have the schedule in front of me. I think they open with Bethel as they well. Do. Yep, yep, same night. Yep. yep, same night. So I'm just, man, I just cannot wait for those fall nights, whether it's out at a cross-country meet, whether it's hitting the golf links in the afternoon, sunny days. I mean, football opens with a night game. How fun are those? Soccers are opening up. Volleyball's not outside, but again, you walk through the we beautiful weather. We gotta get a plan to like to open up in. part of the roof of the air. Yeah, we need a retract. We need a retractable roof because we just are not enjoying the inside nature of these sports. Um, yeah, I, we'll pitch that to Doctor Hill. He might go for that. Yeah. Um, but man, just excited for these fall. And there's a lot of days around. You look at the schedules where. Volleyball and football are playing, or volleyball and soccer are playing, or football and cross country are playing. It's going to get hot and heavy golf. real quick. They're all going to play yeah. on the same day. I mean, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Well, let's go. Let's saddle up here. We are definitely looking forward to it. So I think you want to put me on the hot seat. I'll I do. We do got a little game. When, so when you're ready. We are winding down here. Sad. But, man, this has been fun. This has been a lot of fun. We want to finish it out. This is just the beginning, as the we game. said, David. Exactly. Don't worry. We'll, so, we'll be back. So stick with us. If you're listening and you're just like, this is 
bad. I, these guys, that Ryan guy is cool, but this other guy, <laughs> okay, I don't know what whatever. he's talking about. They, just stick with us, and we will get there. We talked about how these freshmen were able to come in and instantly make an impact. Maybe we're not able to do that, but yeah. we get better with time. Yep. So I got a little game here, Ryan. I got three trivia questions or mystery athletes slash coaches for you, and I'm going to give you three hints for each. They are all nor- current fall Northwestern athlete coaches or supporting staff. Oh, wow. And I am going to give you three hints for each of these, and you need to guess which mystery Northwestern athlete or coach or supporting staff I'm talking about. I thought this was just coaches. Oh Nope. Athletes. You're going to go. try, try to expose me. Here we go. Honestly, Ryan, I'm telling you, I did not make these very hard because it's our first day. Okay. My prediction is that you will get all three of these right. Wow. All right. I'm a little more no nervous pre- now. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Set the bar high. All right. Athlete, coach, or supporting staff, number one. This athlete, coach, or supporting staff okay. has a fan page on Instagram dedicated to his or her performance. That's number one. Okay. Do you need to hear it again or you got it? No, I got it. Okay. This athlete, coach, or supporting staff uh, received UMAC honors in two different positions last year. Okay. So fan page, UMAC honors in two different spots. Number three and final, this athlete had 28 catches for 382 yards and three touchdowns last year. Well, now I know it's an athlete, so that, that was helpful. Thank you. It's not a coach. Not a supporting staff. There you go. You're narrowing it down. I believe I know the answer. I'm just thinking over through my head. I think the second hint is what it was for me that gave it to me. Because first and third, if you just told me that, I may have not had it. Damon Clapper, final answer. Trick question. What? It it was made to believe that it was Damon Clapper. It's not. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. But Do I get another guest or no? It's got to be a football player. Catches. <laughs> Captain <laughs> Obvious. <laughs> Touchdowns. Well, well, he's, uh, I'm pretty we sure d- I can narrow down that it's not volleyball. <laughs> I, yes, yes, it's football. So, cause, And it's someone who catches the ball because I gave you catches. I mean, man, again, I'll, I'll say Damon Clapper was a fantastic guest because, man, that guy does it all. The Swiss Army Knife. We will talk about him a lot going forward. But it's not Damon Clapper. I'm going to feel, okay. You have mentioned man. this athlete. Okay. On the broadcast. So it had to be for special teams and his work as a wideout. He'll be a sophomore this yes. year. Double B, Bo Burke. Yes, Bo Burke, okay. which I guess his nickname is Double B now. No, I, uh, I Okay, don't. so he was a first-team all-conference wide receiver. Now, where I might have stumped you, he received UMAC Player of the Week as a special teamer throughout we, the season. And how did we did not know walking in? You made these questions beforehand that we were going to be talking about Bo Burke's punt returning I didn't know acumen. That. You brought you brought that up. I know. I, I actually, I when just... you brought it up, I was a little disappointed because <laughs> I was like, "Well, now he's going to get it for sure." He just stole my thunder. You stumped me. That was a good. There one. we go. So Bo Burke, he was special teams player of the week, and he was a first team All Conference. So again, I might have tricked you there because I said UMAC honors. I didn't did say weekly me. or yearly. Yeah. I just said UMAC honors. Good one. Oh, I'm feeling good now. Yeah. We I already stumped, failed. We stumped Ryan. But we don't See like, if I can get on the we board. We don't like to use the word failed around here. Yeah, you can improve. <laughs> Athlete number two, you're going to get this one. You're a smart guy. Positive reinforcement. This athlete, coach, or supporting staff, which I'm laughing because I'm about to give away which one of those three, won UMAC Player of the Week 
three times last year. So you should be able to discern if it's a player, coach, or supporting staff. Thank you. This athlete made a play last year that was described in the game recap headline as dazzling. So if that's a little confusing, the the game recap on UNWEagles.com, the headline highlighted this play as dazzling. Always good when that happens. Yeah. This athlete, the third and final clue, has 28 career goals in only two seasons of his or her collegiate career. 28 goals in two years. If you don't know, that is impressive. (laughs) That's very, very good. A name pops to the top of my head immediately. Yep. But last time that happened, I got it wrong. <laughs> oh, he got him second-guessing so himself. So I'm just second-guessing myself. We are living rent-free in his head here. Rent-free in his head. No, I'm not going to overthink it. Yep. K-I-S-S. Keep it simple. Stupid. Final answer, <laughs> Megan Moeller. Ding, ding, ding. We yes. have a winner, Megan Moeller. on the board. The junior, which it's weird to announce these. Like, I think of Bo Burke as a freshman. I think of Megan Moeller as a sophomore. She's a junior now, the junior yeah. from Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Athlete number two. So we've had Bo Burke and Megan Moeller, two members of that youth movement kind of last year, two all-conference players. to keep an eye on this fall. For sure. Making some noise out on the Reynolds Field turf. Okay, final one here. Athlete, coach, or supporting staff number three. This person wears four hats in the athletic department. All at once. Yes. Oh, okay. Now, where this could stump you is if you start thinking of this literally, you're going to start thinking of a person who actually wears four hats at one time. (laughs) That might be where this stumps you. All right. Clue number two. This person coached in NCAA All-American this last year. Clue number three. This person is the third longest tenured staff member in the UNW Athletic Department. So, four hats, coached in NCAA All-American last year, and is the third longest tenured coach in the Northwestern Athletic Department. Wow. So... I'm thinking of ones who have been there the longest. I'm thinking of the ones last year who would have had an N, double C, double A, All-American. So basically you're thinking, who fits the clues I gave you? Exactly. Very I'm good strategy. Talking, I'm talking out loud here. Because <laughs> what was the first clue I'm again? A, I'm such a jerk. Uh, wears four hats okay. in the department. Yeah, I'm more thinking about the second two. But, yeah, that, that does help to try to tie things in at the end. And... I'm thinking I know who the player is based on you said how long that they've been there. Third longest tenured. And I think this fits the bill. And I'm hoping this is it. Here you go. I'm a little hesitant, but Let's hear final it. answer, I will go with Tim Gross. Correct. No? I was now, thinking Noah. Now was the guy. The thing to know about the Northwestern Athletic Department is yes, you would think Tim Gross, he's coached the men's basketball team for 22 seasons. You would think he would be one of the highest tenured or longest tenured yeah. people in the department. In most departments he would be. But at the University of Northwestern, 
You have Dave Heeb and Biliani, who have both been at Northwestern for, again, I need to fact check this, but I would believe 34 years. Yeah. I forgot and, about Heeb. I was thinking about some other And names, our third yeah. person, our third longest, and our correct answer to the question, Steve Thiessen. Wow. Now, to explain the clues, he wears four hats. He is the head coach of the men's track team, the women's track team, the men's cross-country team, and the women's cross-country team. So he's the head coach of four programs. He coached an NCCAA All-American last year. That was Jamin Howard, who went to the NCCAA track meet. Long jump, right? was a long jump All-American. And he's the third longest tenured coach in the UNW Athletic Department at 31 years. You would think 31 years would give you the number one yeah, spot. Northwestern is known for very long tenured coaches. So good job. I very well reasoned. I I, I appreciate the you way my the, where your mind was coming from. Too high though. You said I was going to get all of them, and I got one of them. <clears throat> yeah, that was not, not a good that was not a cool move by me. <laughs> I should have been like, these are so hard. So then people would have been like, man, that guy's smart. He figured them all out. Again, Ryan's very smart, so do not. Well, uh, but clearly it shows there's a lot more I have to learn. And that's a good and thing. And that's I, why we're here. And that's why we're doing the boom. podcast. Let's go. Exactly. That's why we're flying on this podcast. Yeah, let's fly. Let's fly. All righty. Buckle up. I, in the future, should come up with something to put you on the hot seat, but unfortunately for today, I don't have any. So I apologize for that. Yep. I did a lot of preparation for this uh, podcast. As you hear me crumpling up my one sheet of paper, I doodled But there was a lot on. on there, folks. There was a lot of stuff on Is that piece of paper. Is there a trash can here for me to shoot this into? Uh, I don't see one at the moment, so just, just hang on to it. We are near wrapping up, but we still have one thing left to do. As we've mentioned throughout this, this is just the first one. If you've been listening to us, as, as you've joked before, David, and you're thinking, man, like, when are these guys going to get to the point? When are they going to talk some X's and O's? When are they going to stop talking so I can hear a coach or a student athlete who really can give us some good intel? Don't worry. We're going to get there. And it all starts real soon, David. Yes. Problem is, it's not a coach or an athlete. No, What are we so doing? So why are we even talking yeah, what are we to doing? them? If it's not a coach or athlete, why do the people care? Ryan, we are bringing in a guest that is larger than life. We A lot of people would start a little lower and would yeah. try to build their way up. Sure. We said, no, we are not doing that. We are going for the head honcho, the top guy in the University of Northwestern Athletic Department. We, on our next episode, will feature Dr. Matt Hill, wow. who is entering his 24th season as the athletic director at the University of Northwestern. You, you were joking and calling me the Northwestern Athletic Historian earlier. That man is the Northwestern <laughs> Athletic Historian. 24 years leading this department. He brought this department into the NCAA. He spearheaded the project that built that beautiful Reynolds Field complex that we have. This man has done it all. He has seen it all at the University of Northwestern, and he is going to be here, and we are going to be grilling him. We are going to ask him Oof. all these questions. How did you get here? What's your most proud moment? We're going to be asking him what he saw last year with these fall sports and what he's looking forward to seeing this upcoming year, yeah. and we're going to ask him you know, all the questions that he probably can't answer. <laughs> So we're going to be getting into the weeds with Dr. Matt Hill yeah. next week. And it is an understatement for me to say that you do not want to miss it. Wow. I'm not even going to step on that. I mean, that's a great pitch. And the podcast. Nothing else needs Cut to be it. said. It's over. Yeah, absolutely. We are so much looking forward to that, folks. We're still trying to find 
ways to continue to build this as we go in the future. So stay tuned. And I think the best place to keep your eyes peeled, David, would be the socials, right? Yes. And it's real easy. It's just at UNW Eagles. UNW Eagles. It does not get easier. UNWEagles.com, UNW Eagles on Twitter, UNW Eagles on Instagram. Most of our uh, specific teams are UNW and then that team. So UNW MBB for basketball, UNW baseball for baseball, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Really easy to find. Check us out. I hope that you are willing to take flight with us as we go in the air. If you're not quite there yet, don't worry. Like I said, we're just walking down the tarmac today. We're eventually going to get settled in those seats. We're eventually going to push you off the cliff. Eventually, (laughs) the pilot will get ready to roll. He'll get the all clears going. We'll start to move down the runway. We're not there yet, though. We're slow rolling this thing. That super boring video that plays uh, talking about how you got to put your own mask on before you put someone else. And here's the exit rolls. Yeah, we'll put all that stuff on. Yep, absolutely. So hopefully you are flying with us, if not today, in the future. All right, because it's only going to go up from here. That at least is the plan. Anything else you want to mention, David, or are we ready to wrap this inaugural episode? Let's fly, baby. Wrap it up. Let's fly. Hope to catch you next time on UNW Athletics, flying with DP and Ryan.